welcome to another episode of That's a Rap podcast. My name is Jay Rosales. This is a podcast that's by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. And we are, ooh, what is it? It's October the 2nd, which means we are less than a week away from the Raptors kicking off their preseason in Japan. And I am joined by my co-host, Dre, and our producer, Jay. How's it going, guys? It's going really well. We're almost there. Season uh, two of That's a Wrap and season God knows how many of the Raptors, but I think, I think our first season as champion. The 25th, man. 25th? Wow. It's <laughs> a big one. My, my, my eyes were more set on uh, the first after championship, but of course, yes, it, it, duh, it's also very important. <laughs> it's the 25th. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of importance in the season, clearly. So uh yeah, Jay, how's it going? I uh, not too bad, man. Uh I've I'm like not not dreading it I just realized that the leafs are on right now, so it's like all leafs all the time, which is fine. I'm totally cool with that. It just means that like whenever the leafs start, I still have to wait like three more weeks until the raptors start. So I'm just like, come on, let's get this going. But you know, go leafs go, let's go Toronto. Did you guys watch that? Um so I don't know if you've already seen this, but John Tavares is the new captain. Uh, speaking of 25, he's the 25th captain of the Maple Leafs. But there is this little... And they're winning 5-2 to two right now. There you go. And uh, so there's this little video of uh, John Tavares receiving the news uh, with his wife and with everybody, Shannon Hand and, and the GM and everything. But why I'm bringing this up is because you can see uh, John Tavares wearing a Kawhi the Shot sweater before he like puts, puts on the captain jersey. So I'm just like, that is... So priceless. I, I tweeted it out. It's 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 incredible. I put up a smile on my face, man. So that's absolutely fitting then, right? I mean that that he's the one that's wearing that because you know that's uh that's a sign of good things, I guess. Like a good omen for the for the upcoming league season, so. right? I think so for sure. Well, like analysts are saying that they might have a chance at the cup. Basically, what people are trying to say, like analysts are trying to say about the Lakers right now, but basically before the season even started. A lot of hockey analysts have said, yeah, the, the Leafs aren't actually a joke this year and they could actually take the cup, which uh, from just seeing what you see on paper is pretty big of analysts to kind of just say that because it's not like how the season's shaping up. Yeah. It's literally what players are on each team. What does this look like? Oh, geez, the Leafs have a shot, which and, it says a lot because the Leafs are usually maligned. And I think that nowadays, when right? you see some uh, another team like the the Raptors uh, in your home, like same same city, same arena, same fans, and everything, win the win the championship, it gives you more of a motivation, I, I think, and I uh, uh, for for the Leafs, and I hopefully for like everybody else, because because you, you just imagine like if we had. Um, all the sports uh, in in Toronto, and we're, and we're talking about like baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, football, and uh, MLS. And it, if everybody is in uh, the playoffs and everybody is really, really good, like there's they're still talking about Toronto as a small market team, or at least for basketball. And it's ridiculous, right? So like we have a championship for the Raptors finally. Uh, the Leafs are uh, their history. MLS has a championship. Um, Blue Jays have their history. Like it's this is a good time to be a Toronto sports fan. I just want one day. I hope that all of it combined, all of it collaborate. They were all like in the playoffs. Were all champions. It was basically like, like you know, the New England Patriots and the Celtics and then the Bruins. Like that. That'd be 
if, if that happens for Toronto, that that'd be a good day, man. Anyways, but yeah, this is a Raptors podcast. Yeah, so that, <laughs> no, you make, that's a great way to segue into to what we're going to talk about, right? Because like this is slowly. I mean, you listed it already, right? There's you forgot the Argos. There's the TFC. Our rugby team is doing it with the yes, Wolfpack. Are doing yes, Wolfpack. We are slowly becoming a city of champions. Oh, don't for, don't forget the Toronto Rock too. Lacrosse is golden. It's so right. it's so See, much like, fun. Yeah, there was so there was a time where the Rock were the only good team again. That's true. <laughs> or like Toronto, rather. So we are now kicking off the season with with Media Day coming. Yes. Uh, starting for the Raptors, and that was on the weekend. That's the official kickoff of the season, mm-hmm. and interesting tidbits. There wasn't a a Kawhi Laffer anticipation of you know what what will happen with the introduction of, of a new superstar there was a bit of a different buzz and i think this is more of an omen of the rest of the season that we are a little bit more i don't know i don't want to say that there's a championship hangover but you know there's there's a lot less pressure oh yeah media mm-hmm. oh, would you guys yeah. agree yeah the i definitely agree it's it's a little bit more subdued it's not as the the anticipation of like what are we going to do next like last year it was over the edge, right? We we just uh, traded our franchise player, uh, arguably our the most favorite Raptor player of all time, and we got a superstar, but a superstar that was yeah. coming off a really big injury. So like it it was a cross between anticipation, fear, excitement. It was it was everything. And then now, it, you that moment when we have never felt the championship, or I guess the feeling of being a championship. It's like. Then there's the aftermath. We've never felt this before. We're like, okay, what now, right? Like, is is it anticipation? Are we just kind of waiting for the banner to rise and see what's happened? Um, but I, I guess that's just you know the life of a fan of of being a Raptors fan. But then when your players like you know OG Ananobi, for example, per Ryan Wolstat, he said that uh, or OG said, I think we're going to repeat. We have a really good team and we believe in ourselves, and that's that's all that matters, and that's true. That is all that matters. For as for a player, that's all you can think about. You know, you want to go out there, even if you want win or lose. If you win, you want to repeat. If you lose in the in the finals or in the playoffs, you want to go for the championship. You never want to, uh, you you never want to settle, pretty much. And I I feel like we should all be in that same boat, or at least we should want all the Raptors to be in the same boat as as OG. What I one of my favorite interviews, basketball interviews of all time, is Chris Paul in the middle of the playoffs. And I think it was like the cusp of the elimination game where uh, I, I don't remember what team he was on. He might've been on Houston. Oh, no, I think he was a Clipper actually. And they were going to be eliminated. And a reporter asked him like, so are you guys going to win on Monday? And Chris Paul's like, what what the hell? How do you want me to answer this? No, man, it's over. (laughs) Of course I'm going to say yes. What do you want me to say? Man, everybody's (laughs) laughing at you and it's not because they're they're with you. It's everyone's laughing for a reason. That's exactly it though. Except the difference is he was in a a dangerous position of they were on the losing side of things, but this is, you know, the optimistic side. What do you expect OG to say? No, we're not going to do well this year, but we had a good run. Like, no, of course he's going to be excited. Plus the guy missed the entire playoffs. He obviously wants to do the run again. Well, he, he, see, this is, this is the comparison I want to make the, the, when I know that the year when, uh, LeBron left Cleveland, you know, we remember that whole Tristan Thompson saying, you know, the, the East goes through the Cavs and that's that type of, as, as crazy as it sounded. And we, you know, he caught a lot of crap for it. 
that's that's kind of where you have to be. And like like what is what is Tristan going to say once LeBron leaves? For us, once Kawhi leaves, what do you want to say? Like, oh no, we don't. We're not going to repeat. Like this this sucks. So uh, of course you have to have that mindset if you're if you're a player. Yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I like, agree. Everybody was giving Minnesota so much animosity because of the the toxic locker room, which was literally I don't believe in this team. That's exactly what happened last year with the Timberwolves. So. Mm. I don't understand why anybody, especially a media day, media day of all things, would have said anything otherwise. And now everybody's giving OG crap for saying they're going to repeat. What do you want him to say? Uh, no, we're not going to do it. Or we'll, we'll go pretty far, but I don't know. No, and as uh, one of you brought up, I think it was you, Jason. Or luckily, I could just say Jay because technically I'm always right. Uh, like like Jay said, uh, there's that championship high, and that it's been a really long time since Toronto's had it as a city, the Raptors have never had it until now. OG's young. You know, he missed the playoffs, but was still part of the championship team. Of course, the guy's going to be hungry. Like, of course, like everybody's still got their eyes on the prize. Plus now, yet again, they're underdogs. Kawhi's gone. What are they going to do? They're going to try and run it back and say, see, we didn't need Kawhi. We loved having the guy, but look at how good we are without him. Yeah, they've got their eyes on the prize, and the season's not even started. I like it, and people giving OG crap are just, you know, the same naysayers we always have. I just think it's weird how, like, Kawhi got asked, I mean, not Kawhi, sorry, Kyle got asked almost the exact same question when he was asked, what, what's the expectation of this year? And he said, another championship. That's essentially yep. the same answer that OG gave, but it's OG. It's the way in which he was framed, the mm-hmm. way in which he said it. Exactly. That for some reason, was different. Like, how is that any different from what Kyle said? But, um, but yeah, good points. Good points by both of you. Like, I, I fully agree that like we need that confidence, and right? that that is the mentality you need to have. Um, the only difference is that we have, we are the defending champions, so that's not a lie, right? That was probably one of the most noteworthy things that was said at media day. Uh, was there anything else that jumped out to you guys? Like in terms of like, I'm thinking more specifically about the Raptors. Was there anything oh, yeah, else that I, jumped out to you? As a Raptor, I mean, um, uh, Jay, do you have anything? Yeah, I, I guess not, not surprising. I guess a little concerning when um, Kyle Lowry said that he wasn't 100% uh, right. come, you know, come the season because of his surgery and because it's a shortened season and obviously because, you know, we won a championship and uh, they didn't have that much of an off season that we're, they're used to. I, I just like the fact that Kyle will always be, you know, he, he's no BS. He'll always tell you the truth. Um, he, yeah. I feel like that's why when he said that, you know, we're, we won in the championship, I believe him. Uh, when he's not 100%, I believe him. And do, do I think that he's going to take a bigger role? I mean, I believe him because he has to, right? He has to be that role. He has to be that leader now. Um, when he also said that, you know, he, he's last year, he kind of let the uh, p- other players play and, he kind of took a step back, but now this year he knows that he has to have a bigger role. So I, I like what everything that Kyle Lowry says. I know that he gets a lot of crap for like being a little bit too, I don't know, uh, aggressive maybe to the media, but that's just who he is, right? He, he doesn't play for anybody else but himself and his family. And that's, that's, what, I, that's what stood out to me the most, that he said that he's not 100%, but I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Plus the guy's from Philly. He's got his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, you know, exactly. People say aggressive with the media. I just see, as you say, real i just see a guy who's telling it like it is and he also knows how the media is so maybe he's a little bit confrontational i i think he's fine i I believe him like you say i believe him and i'd rather have that than not that i have any players in mind but 
players that might be up in the air and it's like, I don't know where to sit with this guy. And then come first game, they're injured. And it's like, ah, oh, geez. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know where I stand. And we, we already know he might be up for a while, maybe long, maybe short, but we know where we stand and we saw him give it, give it his all in the playoffs. So yeah. speaking of injuries, you know, fine. Jay, who like, we got a whole bunch of people that are probably out until what, like December. I know there's a bunch. We're we're gonna get to those people in in, in just a second. Right. I think that thing on the topic though of the two guys you guys have, we've been talking about, OG and Kyle, those names have popped up in terms of uh, Nick Nurse's comments about what because he he received a question about what's the starting lineup gonna look like, and you know he, he did say well there's gonna be Kyle, there's gonna be Siakam, and there's gonna be Gasol starting. After that, it's uh, you know he said the right things in terms of it's open game for those other two. I'm not guaranteeing it to anyone, right? And he listed off some interesting names, like OG's name was mentioned, Norm's name was mentioned. I thought it was a little bit peculiar that of the names that were mentioned, like I'm not surprised that Norm's name was mentioned and, and OG, but a little bit surprised that Macaw's name was mentioned because uh, I, I don't even have him as like the 10th or 11th guy off the bench. So yeah. it's kind of odd that he would be mentioned. Um but yeah, I mean, do you guys do you guys have like a thought in terms of? I, I guess I guess we'll all probably have the same thinking in terms of saying that the the, the starting lineup will be fluid is eh, that's par for the course. That's yeah. what he was like last year. It's kind of exactly. what we'd expect. I I think when it comes to for the Raptors, especially led by Nick Nurse, is that it doesn't really matter uh, if you're starting or not. Um, and that's a you know a lot easier to say coming from this side because we just want the team to win, right? We're we're cheering for the jersey, not for we're playing. We're cheering, you know, some for the for the player, but mostly for the the name on it or the the logo and where you're playing from. But the thing is, it and in this case, it, when Nick Nurse says, you know, I I feel like Norm can start and uh, Fred Van Vliet can start and even even McCall. My guess is, as a coach, um, your players are young. You they're gonna see all this stuff, and when when you see someone like McCall, or you, when you say someone like McCall, or you know even even the younger guys like um, Stanley Johnson or RSJ, like if you kind of have to light a fire under them, um, you you want that competitiveness uh, in a team uh, full of brothers, but you don't want them to you know. You don't want anyone to step in each other's toes, but you also want it to be competitive. You know, you don't want anyone mm-hmm. to settle. You don't want Norm just to be like, okay, I, I know my role. I'm going to play off the bench. No, you want him to compete with that with everybody who's in a shooting guard. You want Fred VanVleet to compete with Lowry. You know, you know, you want OG to compete with Siakam, so you can so everyone is on edge, but they're all, um, they're all trying to make each other better, right? And and so that's what I think when nurse is saying someone like patrick mccall even him like i want him to uh to compete for starting for starting spots so he can make everyone else better as well so I, i'm not surprised that nick nurse is saying that um I, I i do see that the starting lineup will be fluid for sure um but i mean you know de- depending on if we're going to do any like crazy trades or something like that it's probably going to be pretty solid too yeah i agree yeah um People are paying a close attention to what Nick Nurse is saying more so than maybe Nick Nurse himself, because for Nick Nurse, it's, oh, this is the game plan. We're going to figure it out. For everybody else, it's who's replacing Kawhi. 
how are we going to fill these big shoes that are, that have left, right, right? right? These new balances that have been left on the court. Yeah. So how are we going to, you know, media day, of course, is it's the media. As a journalist myself, I unfortunately have to admit that, although I try not to take this kind of course, um, lots of outlets are very biased and very slanted. And of course, they're going to take everything because their mission is not to find out what Nick Nurse is trying to figure out. It's what does Nick Nurse think about Kawhi? And his answer is, well, we're going to replace him with Makai and uh, OG, whatever. The, the starting lineup is going to be whatever. I, I think, as as you said, Jay, he did this last year anyway. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. Look, like, the point is, I think he was dishing out names of young players, young, capable players. And McCaw just happens to be one of those young people. It's not because he's the most deserving. I think it's just a sign of we've got some vets. The youngest core starting lineup member is obviously Pascal. We're going to have a revolving door of young players, young guns to show the future of the team. That's that's all that I took from it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what sticks. I'm not going to pay that much attention to this like some people have. And I think that you guys both hit it on the head in terms of um, you know his words and and what that really means because all what what that really means at the end of the day is that it's creating competition and yeah. they're each going to push each other um, both in camp and in terms of again going back to the names that were listed. Imagine if you're um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson or or Stanley Johnson. Your name wasn't listed by Nick Nurse. Do you think that won't be a little bit of a kick in the butt? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I want to be a starter, right? So. Um, you know, to echo your points, yeah, I think that this is going to be great for for training camp. I think you're going to see some guys really, you know, fight it out for some spots. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this lineup looks. I know that already the lineup in in Japan is going to look nothing near what it will be for the start no. of the season. What I mean by that is, uh, I, I don't think Gasol is going to play. I don't, um, you know, there's already going to be some guys not playing because. Uh, I believe in the past, those that have played in Japan and in Europe in the preseason, they haven't really started the regular season that well. So I think the Raptors and the coaching staff are already taking measures to make sure that, um, you know, the the guys who are going to see a lot of heavy lifting this season, that they're not going to be playing too much in in Japan. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's, that's something else to kind of uh, keep in mind as, as the preseason starts. Um, but moving along with with other media day happenings throughout the league, um, something that made news yesterday was, for some reason, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> uh, I, I remember him. Yeah. So this, oh, well, first of all, it looks super awkward to see him in in Clipper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have, you, have you seen that uh, meme of him just standing there? And and then it was it's so much like you know best caption. The best one I saw was like when. When you when you have when you're doing like a class photo or something like that, <laughs> it's it's incredible, man. It's it's so good. He's such an awkward like, man, but the thing is, he's so good that he doesn't really care, you know. Like, oh, yeah, and, and we it. went through this last year, right? We went through the whole awkwardness last year, and the thing that really bugged me was that video that went out where it's like it was forced, and he says, you know, oh, yeah. it's a make or miss league, baby. I'm like, wait yeah. a second. 
I, I swear that I swear that was a a, a surge in uh, Kawhi moment right there. That was a surge in Kawhi moment. Yeah. Hey, don't 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 mess don't with come on that. come on Clippers PR come on you could do better than that you. It, we know it's the Clippers PR because they were pulling this kind of crap before he was even signed. Yeah, with the billboards and stuff. So like, we know it's the Clippers PR. Outside of their sketchy PR, the organization right now was a pretty well kept one. I'm just going to focus on the actual gameplay, Rivers, the team. Ignore the PR. They're they're excited. We were excited last year, mm-hmm. you know. No, but, you're right. You're right. For sure. It's it's more like at this point, if you're gonna get Kawhi to say, you know, make a miss league, baby, it's it's more of a compliment to how everybody was following the Raptors. Everybody in every yeah. single state in this case. <laughs> yeah, whether yeah. they liked it or not. <laughs> we know he'll be a you know, a hot topic almost every time we have an episode. But uh, so Clay Thompson, um, we kind of already knew this, but we it was confirmed by by their staff that he will be out until after the All Star break. So um, mm-hmm. you know, it it kind of brings up that whole thing about okay, well, how these guys go or how well can these guys do? Um, the the Warriors, you know, coming off of you know this dynastic run, right? And now they are really thin i mean they're i don't know if you guys have looked at their lineup it's not it's not great outside of you know curry and russell and and draymond green it's it's not a pleasant sight i mean i think they're starting i'm glad you brought up russell because not that i think he's as good as kevin durant but i think he's a hungry young person striving to be a leader who would work well with steph curry it's the whole bench situation being watered down that concerns me when it comes to Golden State. I think their starting five is going to be fine, not quite as good as it was. Let's be honest. Oh, but that's, be fine. that's an understatement because they're starting. <laughs> their starting small forward is going to be Alfonso McKinney. Their starting oh, center. What's wrong with him? <laughs> it's either Alfonso McKinney, Alec Burks, or Glenn Robinson the third. It's not. It's not a pleasant sight. Yeah. Well, you and know then, me. I, I, I talk I talk through, um, you know, backhander compliments and all of that. So, of course, yes, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a purpose, a purposeful understatement. But uh, my point is that the bench is where it gets really ugly. And the, the lack of depth that they have there now, which was one of the biggest concerns we had facing them in the playoffs was, oh, my God, here's Quinn Cook. Oh, my God, here's Livingston. Oh, my God. Like, all these people that just wouldn't stop they like they, it was like a, a final boss battle that just wouldn't die i don't know i think they're gonna have lapses now they really are if you're looking at their roster uh, the, where they're really really thin is the center position um i don't like yeah I, i'm pretty i think i just saw online that kevon looney has a minor tweak in his hamstring so you're you're talking about your starting guard, your starting center is Willie Cauley Stein. I don't have a problem with Willie Cauley Stein. I really don't. I just Willie Cauley Stein is out for October. Is he really? Oh well, there you He's go. This out. is getting worse. Holy. And worse. <laughs> okay, so who who do they have left on center and power forward? Like, the only center center left is Marquise Chris. Oh man, Javale McGee's looking like amazing right yeah. now. <laughs> Seriously. So wow. Um. Okay. You know what this means. I'm just gonna pick Stephen Curry first overall in my fantasy league. That's that's all it is. He's, he's gonna have to carry he's gonna... literally. Dra- he's gonna have to LeBron this team. 
pretty much, right? Like it's 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 going to be the kind of ridiculous. brother himself just do all the threes, like lead the team. He's going to basically have to. He's going to have to um, Russell Westbrook it. Yeah, if he, basically, he's not if if he doesn't win MVP or he if he doesn't have an MVP season or he doesn't have like the scoring title for the season. I don't think the Golden State Warriors have a chance of like cracking the top four or five. Yeah, definitely. He needs yeah scoring title for sure for a chance. Um, and I, I think it's funny that that Dre brings up Javale McGee because that's the next team I was going to talk about, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. The so, Lakers. Javale McGee is uh, the starting center for the Lakers, and I, I actually think that that's a that's pretty good. You know, going alongside Anthony Davis and getting lobs from LeBron and Ray John that that'll be great. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I guess the the more troubling news out of Lakerland is we already know that Demarcus Cousins is is pretty much out. It's out. Yeah, we don't have to legally to and there. physically. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, news out of out of camp is that Kyle Kuzma is also out, mm-hmm. um, and that sucks Ooh, because that's their, a bad one. Their 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 depth at the bigs is is not that great. It's Anthony Davis, Javale McGee, and Dwight Howard. I mean, those three for those two positions. So, uh, Javel, uh, I believe Kuzma's out until I want to say December. Uh, oh, so it's it's not looking good for the Lakers, at least for the start of the season. And when you think about, okay, LeBron is getting up there in age, he might want to do a little bit of um, load management. I don't know if you can with a team that's thin, mm-hmm. right, in the front court. Remember so. my very very hot take where I said if the Lakers keep their recorded injury history going they might not even make the playoffs yep you did say know. that it, it's, it's already starting. happening oh. it's already two of them are out and it's funny how it's the the people who are so far it's like the ones that don't have the history like kuzma doesn't really have history of of injuries so far it's the anthony davis and dwight howard so it, you, we don't even know you know knock on wood anything happens reoccurring for the the big dogs you know like if anthony davis goes yeah. down how much can how much look can lebron take you know you, you got a team full of vets like mcgee demarcus is gone i mean rajon rondo ugh, I, I don't like rajon rondo but like your your young gun is what alex caruso you know like it's yeah. that's a oh okay <laughs> that's it for young yeah it's, i mean i mean like seriously like they're who else do they have besides they got quinn cook if you want to that's true him, that's like true a, a young and yeah danny green you also have uh uh added a kumbo the third i guess no no he's not there he's not there anymore, anymore? nah oh uh, okay i think one of them is still f- out there somewhere but two of them are on the box okay okay <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get found like hello <laughs> I'm in. I'm in at a combo. Sign me. <laughs> it's, it's the same one. It's the same family. It's not like Smith and Greece. Like this is like the one name. Yeah. He drops off his resume to every team. He's just like one line and enter to combo. That's it. The good news is Sign I'm me. not mellow. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing is like the injuries keep piling up for these teams, right? Um, you know, staying in Los Angeles. The Clippers uh, confirmed that Paul George is also dealing with that. Uh, hurt. He's still recovering from his right. his shoulder pains that, um, you know, kind of doomed his the end of last season. Um, he's already been ruled out for the first six games. And that's October, right? So, mm-hmm. um, not a good start to, um, you know, the what what is you know the actually the according to Vegas the title favorite 
in in Clipperland. So yeah, that's not good news for them. Right? Yeah, um, I don't see you know, he has a, he does have a injury history. So that's yeah. I don't know what you guys think about. But he that. has an injury history with his with his legs though. Like the the, legs, the yeah. shoulder, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a tough thing. You have to recover from that. But I mean. Does this mean, uh, you know, load management for Kawhi? Like, I know that the sources say that there's not going to be any load management for him, but like, that's a, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of responsibility for but him, you know? Yeah, that's another thing. It, like, if he's going to have to pull his weight for these first six games, and you know, however long down the road, hopefully not too much, that's probably going to aggravate him too. Yeah. Because how did he get through last season load management? Even in the first couple of weeks, he was missing games. I don't know. The, the only thing about the, the Clippers, the, the, in comparison to the Lakers, I mean, Paul George is a, is a major factor, but I see Paul George more so on the offensive end. Like He's a really good defensive player, but in the Clippers land, you got yes. Kawhi, you got uh, Beverly, you got Montrez. Mm-hmm. You, you, like, the, this, is, this is a young energetic team whereas in the lakers you're you're talking about a couple of young guns and then like old a whole bunch of old guys exactly so i don't i'm not a plus you've got a you've got a great coach with the clippers that also helps you got a great yeah yeah there you go and i yeah again i'm not too concerned with the clippers i think they're they're still top dog in the west i think the clippers head coach is about the same age as the lakers players (laughs) around about (laughs) i think that's where we're at right We should probably take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. All right, yeah. So let's go back to the Raptors when we come back from the break. Let's do some uh, over-unders for this season. We'll be right back. I would love to have one of those, but I'm having issues with PayPal. I'm trying to rectify something with my bank. i got to figure <laughs> it out, but I'll get, one, I'll get it next time. Sure, it's there next week. Did you hear about <laughs> how Apple has a credit card now, like a platinum credit card or something? They do. I don't nope. I don't know. I work at a bank and this is a threat. Is this it? is a threat to is us. It? Oh no. Oh oh Scotia. Okay, sorry, so sorry. Tangents. He, let's go back to the Raptors. Let's go back to the Raptors. Let's get back to the Raptors. All right. I'll so worry about that afterwards. This whole we're, Apple card. We're at the point. We're at the point now. You know, summer's over. The season's about to get started. And it's prediction time. And, it, and a lot of people are talking about over unders on on win totals. Um, who's gonna be MVP, who are gonna be the other award winners. Uh, we decided to delve into a Raptors specific over under for the season. And uh, I got a couple here uh, and I just want to kind of pick your brains out uh, about, you know, what you guys think about these. Right. So let's start off with uh, the greatest Raptor of all time, uh, Kyle Lowry. So last year he had, he averaged 8.7 assists. So, do you guys say over or under that total this season? Dre, you first. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for putting this together. I think it's a, it's a neat little um, back and forth discussion topic uh, kind of generator here, this over and under. I, I know it's a thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely post this. Yeah, we should we should definitely post these and get your other guys' thoughts. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah enough ass kissing, though. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over for one reason. Without Kawhi, we've already said this. Kyle Lowry's gonna have to step in even more. Not that he didn't step in at all, but he's gonna have to assume a co-leader, not the assist guy. He's gonna have to assume straight up a huge head on the Mount Rushmore of the Raptors, which lost a, a whole head, and it might only have three technically with Gasol, Pascal. 
and Kyle Lowry. And when Siakam's booking it down the court, or Gasol is doing the defensive thing, Lowry's going to be the guy facilitating, tossing it around, lobbying it, everything. I think it's going to go over. I think he's going to get, not by much, because, like, how many assists can you get in a game on average? Like, 30? No, I think it's going to be, like, 11 or so. Slightly mm. more than he was doing last year. I think it's going to go up. Okay. Um, I see that. But I, I'm going to go the contrarian with you because I agree with you that he has to take a huge step. But he's not going to take a step with the assist. He's going to take a step in the points. Because last year, mm. he went from 14.2 points because, you know, he had Kawhi on the side. I think if he's going to go under the 8.7 for the assist, but he's going to go over the 14.2 for the points. That's my prediction. That's fair. What about you, Jay? Good points by both of you. I'm glad you guys disagree because I internally disagreed with myself. I came into <laughs> this pod thinking that this is definitely going to be under. But Dre got me thinking, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, it'll be slightly over. And uh, the reason why I thought it'd be under is because he just there's there's just not enough shooters out there. But I think a guy he knows he doesn't have as much shooters as he had last year, so the offense is going to change. And I think now okay. with Lowry and Gasol, uh, amazing passers, that they'll that the offense will change to more cutting. Exactly. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be a lot more cutting from OG, from RHJ, from Stanley. They're all good cutters. So I think those will lead to even easier baskets for Lowry, and I think he'll have a slight uptick. So I'm going to go over on this. Uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty good. Pretty good discussion on that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, over or under, Siakam, 0.5 All-Star selection. So basically, do you think he's going to be an All-Star this year? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think so. I'm uh, honestly speaking. I I think he gets in not 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 by default because he's a really good player, but playing in the East also helps. There's not really many players uh, to fill a 12 or 13 man roster in the in the All Star game. So I feel like Siakam's going to get up there. Um, is he going to take a bigger step than last year? I'm not sure. Is he going to take a step though? I think so. I think he's going to shoot more threes. I think he's going to shoot more mid range. And with Lowry uh, giving him more assists because, you know, the floor is now open for uh, Siakam to, rel- uh, you know, relish in these moments because Kawhi is gone, I think he's going to be an all-star for sure. Yeah, I'm going to echo that sentiment and say yes. Uh, as you, both you guys and you listeners know from last year, I was insinuating that he had a big chance to be nominated for last year's all-star season. And I think if they allowed maybe three more people, he would have actually made it. this year. Kawhi's gone. He's in the West. What's the benefit that the Raptors have in terms of voting when it comes to to those all-star players when it's user-inputted? Canada's behind them. So we always have had like either DeMar or Kyle getting shooed in and then you know the, the specialists electing whatever other Raptors if they saw fit. So I think Lowry's going to get that side of things, but I think if if it's user voted or even a specialist, because guess what, the guy's uh, an MIP, most improved player in the entire league. Everyone's gonna be looking at him, all eyes on him. You know, he's a champion. Kawhi's gone, so how's this guy gonna help lead the team? If he pulls it off and we do really well, I can't see how he wouldn't be mm-hmm. an all star. To be honest, uh, I have a hot take. Yeah. I have a hot take. Yeah, 
I think not only Siakam's going to be an all-star, uh, but I also think that Fred Van Vliet is going to make an appearance in All-Star Weekend. I don't know as an all-star. Oh, okay, that's, uh, that, I see what you did yeah, there. For a three-point, right? He's going to be there for something. He's going to make an appearance. For three-point. Oh, no, no, no man. Good. For the blood dunk contest. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I was, mate, you know. I was trying to find a way in which, like, maybe this could have been like, how could Siakam not? But you guys are right. I mean, like, who really is there that's left? Like, I can only, uh, there's only really for sure three, and that would be, and even then, that's a little bit iffy, right? You got Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Ben, and uh, sorry, Joel Embiid. Those are your three forwards, really, who could potentially finish ahead of him right. uh, if there was like an all-star voting thing. And maybe someone out of Orlando could surprise, whether it's Aaron Gordon or there's a bit of a hype train around Jonathan Isaac, but that's it. Like Siakam is better than all, but probably Embiid. So exactly. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree to you guys. Uh, he's going to get selected. Um, so moving on to Marc Gasol. So uh, we all know that he had probably the best year of his career <laughs> uh you know not only getting a championship but getting you know a championship with the world cup um, right so he's had a really long year and he's yeah. 35 years old so uh my over under is 70 games so last year he played you know between toronto and memphis he played 79 games um wow. i me thinks there will be some load management um Thing, 70 games over under well the good news is we have a potential person to swap in in the starting position for the center Serge Ibaka obviously so if we needed to do the load management and let's be honest here it's the Raptors and it's Nick Nurse and look at what we were doing last year and not even like I think one of the only guys that was like painfully consistent was Siakam where I, I believe even Lowry himself was missing games wasn't he off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lowry, just so you guys have some numbers to work with here, last year Lowry played 65 games and Kawhi Leonard, Mr. Load Management, played 60. There you go then. So I wouldn't put it past Nurse to do Load Management with Gasol. I mean, the guy's earned it and we want him to be at his 100% because a good Gasol is a dangerous player. Uh, a faulty Gasol isn't necessarily the worst player, but we want him at his best, as you could say with any player, but obviously there would be a lapse there. So the question is under 70, though. So that means he would miss 12 games. Um, That's quite a bit. You know, just for argument's sake, slightly under. I'm going to go slightly under. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree. Um, he, I, I think I was watching his interview uh, with TSN, and he was just saying how uh, it, it did take a lot out of him and he, he wanted, but he felt a responsibility to play for Spain because he wanted to kind of pass the torch, um, to the younger guys. And it, yeah, like he, he, he played for the entire summer. Right. And, uh, I, I feel like he needs some sort of break. Uh, I, I also think that's probably going to come more so in the beginning of the year than the end of the year. That's so I, yeah. I I'll go. I'll go slightly under two. I'll probably go around 60, 68 or something like that. Plus, the guy's got to recover from all the drinking he's had from celebrating. Yes. So, like, is yeah. he sober yet? I don't even I don't know if he's sober so. yet. 
<laughs> he probably wasn't even sober in FIBA. He was probably still super yeah. drunk from the parade. That's why they won. <laughs> I'm surprised that no like alcohol brand or some some sort of like wine brand like scooped him up to to do a sponsorship, man. Like so someone missed up opportunity. There. Totally LCBO, man. Come Get on. on your game, LCBO. Come on, guys. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you guys. Like, you know, he's 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 at that age now, right? And I think this is also a, a good chance for Nick Nurse to really highlight um, some of the younger guys that are that are up and coming, mm-hmm. right? And now there's a chance to get you know some minutes for Chris Boucher. Yeah, give me right? that slim duck, man. To, I know we're at that point now. We need to find out is 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 he a viable guy? Can he make an NBA or not? Right? We need to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just one thing that that has me a little bit hesitant is that. Over his uh, 12-year career, Gasol's gone under 70 games only three times. So he's a gamer, you know, and uh, he he's, you know, he's a workhorse. And you know, if if he if he could choose, he, he probably would want to play all the games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he errs on the side of caution. And um, yeah, I think goes under 70, probably like right under like 68 or 69. Yeah. Um, so let's move over to one of the new guys. A really exciting guy. And I think, Jay, you highlighted him perfectly last week. Matt Thomas. Sure. So the over-under, because uh, I think we're all excited to see him start rating threes. So the rating threes part I've got is um, whether or not he'll have... A, so the, the, the over-under 0.5 games um, of him having four or more three-pointers. So if you're saying yes, that means you're saying that Matt Thomas will have at least one game this year where he hits four or more three Three pointers. Wait, no, sorry. Can you explain that again? So you're saying that zero point. What I'm saying is like if if you say over, if you're saying over, you're saying that yes, Matt Thomas is going to have at least one game, at least one where he hits four three pointers oh, or more oh, in a yeah, single game. Yeah, are you kidding me? Of course, of course. What? Oh yeah, you know my. I think he's going to get. He's going to have a game with at least seven. That's what I think. Oh wow! Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's gonna go off. Huh? He's gonna go off. It's gonna be so crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be so nice. Okay, wait. Caveat though: Are we talking regular season or preseason? Oh yeah, this is only regular season. Ah, uh, okay. Because I'm thinking if it was the preseason, <laughs> Thomas is gonna go off in the ACC. That's that's what I'm thinking. I still think he's gonna go over. Uh, I mean, like, there's not much to go off of. Um his highlight reels or anything like that because it's only your league, but ooh, his shot looks nice. It is pure Again, motion. It's silky. Pure, yeah. ooh, ooh, man. Do you guys ever follow a lethal shooter on Instagram? No. Oh. So you get you guys you have to check him out. So just check out yeah, it's just lethal shooter and he's like a he's like a shooting coach, basically. Um just like handle life for for dribbling. But he, this guy, he's a shooting coach, and uh, I don't know if he's ever done uh, trained with Matt Thomas. But whenever uh, uh, Lethal Shooter like puts up like some training videos of just by himself like draining threes, it's it's like it's robotic, it's like mechanical. And Matt Thomas kind of has that sweet stroke that you know every single shot is the same. And I, I can't, I cannot wait to see him in game. I'm going over. I also. I'm going to agree. I don't know how anyone could logistically say under. You know, it's one of those things where maybe he might go under, but that's, you know, that's a happenstance kind of thing. It's not like logistically you look at the numbers and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to only hit like two threes on average. Like, if the guy's got a shot, 
I, I don't see how he could have. Plus, let's assume with so much load management and stuff and the shifting priorities of different players, what each game may call from a certain player, some games it's destiny for a guy to go off because they've got to save the team. They've got to, they've got to go crazy. Not to say that this guy's like Tracy McGrady scoring however many points in like five minutes, but I also don't see how he wouldn't at least once in 82 possible games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say over. All right, I'll be the one that says under. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's because you came up with the stats, so you obviously have that in mind. You're the realist, Jay. You're the realist, that's why. Uh, yeah. well, why uh, under? Because uh, it'll be tough for him to even... like. I think he'll crack the roster, but he, he'll be like the... Uh, you know, whenever we cheered for Bruno Caboclo to come in, right? It's like really just the garbage minute. But, and... but that's why there's always... Every single season, there's a game that either we're getting blown out or that we're completely destroying a team by like 45. And they're going to call out for Matt Thomas Matt Thomas is going to hit more than four threes. That's it's it's gonna happen, oh, and it's gonna what? it's gonna happen you know against what? like the Milwaukee Bucks or something. It's gonna be great. It's gonna. Oh yeah, I guess the team with that's all shooters. Yeah, I think you guys just won me over because I'm thinking about like we get to face the Knicks four times this year. <laughs> oh, let's screw them over. Let, let's destroy them, please. Like twenty three pointers against the Knicks alone. <laughs> I just okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. He's going over. <laughs> The Go over might, and I'll take it for He's doing it against the Knicks for sure. You know, some people are projecting the Knicks might not even win like ten games, right? <laughs> ah, you can't, you can't, the, you can't do RJ like that. Uh, by some people, I mean myself. The lowest uh, win total projection according to Vegas is Cleveland, and it's by a lot. So, um, yeah, Matt Thomas can get his three pointers against Cleveland if there he wants. He, he's getting it. Okay, so go. we are all in agreement. He's over. Thanks for winning me over on that one. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so this one, because uh, I've I, I even having this argument with, with some of the guys at work, um, I think, so I'm going to give you my answer already. I think the Raptors will finish third. And some people are saying fourth or fifth. So I'm throwing out the number of 3.5 in terms of where the Raptors will finish. So basically, do you think the Raptors will finish under in terms of like they'll finish first, second, or third, or over? They'll finish fourth, fifth, whatever. In the East or overall? East. Oh, pff, over then. Okay, that that's because who, who are the biggest threats? You've got Philadelphia. You've got Milwaukee. I'm still not convinced with, with the Celtics. The Pacers might be good, but they won't be as good as this. Who knows what's going to happen with the Heat? So then you, yada, yada, you, agree yada. With me then? you agree with me that they'll finish third? Yeah, or in absolutely. The top three? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I'm also saying under, actually. You're actually saying under, not over. But whatever, that's just a... Oh, you, uh, over, you know, rankings-wise. You know okay, what fine, 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 fine. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> okay. What do, you, what do you think, Jay? Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm... I think I'm gonna go under. Like I ranking wise, I don't think they're gonna finish top three. I think they're gonna but slightly under. Slightly under. We're talking four or five. So if yeah. if you if I were to choose like you know top three right out right off the bat, looking at all the stats and looking at all the you know projections and stuff, I you got to go with obviously you know Milwaukee and uh Philly and then it kind of gets like head and shoulders. yeah exactly and then you, head and shoulders everyone and then it kind of uh you know 
it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Uh, and I feel like, yeah. yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of teams that could either surpass us or just surprise people, you know? I mean, you have another year of, of Blake Griffin. You have another year of the, the Pacers um, core. You got, you can't really, you know, you, not that I'm saying I'm worried about Jimmy Butler, but you can't like disregard him, right? And, I, and, and of course you have Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets. So I, I don't know. I, I just feel like top three is, is a little bit, a bit of a stretch for me. Um, I, I think I, you know, they can do it that by all means, they can definitely be top two or even one by all means. I just, if, if I put my money on it, I'd say probably four or five. Yeah. Well, I just uh, wanted to yeah. clarify with mine that I was, I was thinking like three on the dot, not like one or two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I have I have I have the Raptors at at three as well. Um, I think at three and and kind of I agree with you partially there, Jay. Uh, like we I guess we're all in agreement that the top two are the top two. And that's that's that. But yeah. when you look at that second tier, it is a bunch of teams. So yeah. you're looking at Brooklyn, Miami, Orlando, Toronto, Boston, and Indiana. Right. That's that's. Six teams I just listed, right? Detroit. All of them could finish. Yes, no, <laughs> they're only going to beat Toronto. That's it. That's just Dwayne Casey's ammo. who's beating us. That's it. <laughs> but uh, I think that, like, with with those six teams, you're right. You're, you're basically what I'm basically saying is that like Toronto is the best of those six, and there can be a case made for others. But there's also like no defense that is like. Their defense is crap, and Miami's going to be. I, I don't know what to make of, of that. I think they're the ones I'm not really sure about how to predict with them. Orlando's like up and coming. Boston, we just saw them fail in the World Cup because that was essentially their lineup. They were trotting out there. I have my hesitations on Indiana, Boston, and Brooklyn, even Orlando. I, I just, for me, I think my only kind of worry would be I don't know how Miami will do because Spolstra is a great coach and. You know, Butler can work magic, right? But yeah, I'm sticking to it. Toronto, third place. Nice. But yeah, well, well, like I said, like I said at the beginning of this segment, we will throw all these over-unders out to you guys. Um, so, you know, chime in with your thoughts because maybe you're thinking of something that we're not. Um, and to wrap this up, and since we're talking about places and standings, uh, I thought we'd finish this up with number of wins. So right now, Vegas has the Raptors at 46, 45. So I kind of, just chose 45 and a half so we can correctly do an over under on this mm-hmm. so 45 and a half wins uh, are the raptors gonna finish over i will say that based on our answers of the previous question yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah. i think that makes can, it a bit harder for for jason because he said lower than us so that, right, that right, right. i think you can you can almost yeah. assume that like me and and dre are, are gonna, gonna go, go over, over right we're saying they're going to finish third. Otherwise, right? the East is like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. That's Forty-five true. wins gets you a three seed. That's that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> from years. That, that's that's a really that's a tough call right there, man. Um, I mean, can I? I that's guess tough. I guess I got to go it's under. Right I, yeah, because like if I was going to bet anything, I'd probably say forty-five. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because because I, I, again, like it, it's 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 a crapshoot. It's definitely a crapshoot. We're not going to go under four, 500, but no, definitely not. You know, if I go any under, it's going to be close to 500, right? So it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to say, but I can't, you know, take out. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and didn't say we're going to be under third place and not say that we're going to be under 45 wins. So I'll say, I'll say under. And you know, the funny thing is, like, we 
they could actually finish with like let's say 48 wins and still finish fourth yeah fifth, yeah right? it's but true the kids... yeah i mean if if the the argument is that the east is more competitive than it's ever been that means that like they could all be high scoring it's I guess, definitely like it's stuff. definitely not the most competitive it's ever been i mean this Which is, it isn't. Yeah, I, I would agree. That, with that. that bottom <laughs> half is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's real. It's real bad. It's real bad. I'm gonna go over. Uh, I, I don't think they're gonna match what we had last year with the 28. Oh, but no, 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 they're not going to. But um, 50, 51, one of those oh. two. I, I'm guessing high, I think they're gonna have like yeah, 31 that's, losses. That's pretty good. A bit high. Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know, we should pulled up what we predicted last year because we all went fairly high. Um, anyways, right? <laughs> no, but Jay, didn't you say? Didn't you say oh, on the money? I, I'm pretty sure your prediction was exactly what we what the Raptors ended up with. Oh, oh really? I, I'm pretty I sure. I don't know. We're gonna have to go back to the archives. But yeah, sorry. What was your over under? Oh no, I yeah, uh, me too. I'm, I'm at. I'm, I'm gonna pick over, but um, I'm gonna say we just miss out on fifty. I'm gonna say forty nine. Okay. Yeah. Third, apparently, in the East. 40, so. 45, 45 and fifth in the East. That's that's where I'm going at. Yes. Okay. And then we take out Philly in the second round. I got you. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> this time, this time it's McCaw with the, the last second shot because uh, <laughs> Nick Nurse had so much faith in him that he started him and left the ball in his hands at the last second. It's McCaw time. <laughs> there you go, man. All right. So, yeah, like Jay said, we're going to throw these predictions out, uh, these overrunner predictions uh, on, out on Twitter. Please give us your predictions. We cannot wait to hear them. Just like, just like you guys, we cannot wait until the season starts. And uh, go Leafs go because eighty-two wins is in the <laughs> is still possibility, right? Eighty-two is still possible. It's still possible. No, I think it's eighty. Eighty? I don't know. No, eighty. No, it. NHL is eighty-two too. I don't know. I, I I could be. I'm just pulling stats on my ass. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go Leafs, go go Raptors, go! Let's get this season. Uh, let, let's start the season. Come on, please. But uh, until next time, um, Dre, where can we find you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can also follow my film website with editorial articles and reviews. Films Fatale, F I L M S F A T L E dot com. I'm still accepting readers' votes for the best films of the decade and. In just over a week, I'm doing every Best Picture winner in history. Ooh. Rated nice. articles from first to last, one a day. There's some real good stuff. There's some real garbage movies that want Best Picture. You wouldn't believe how bad they can be. Uh, not the B2 clickbaity. Um, Jay, where can we find you? <laughs> uh, you can find all my work uh, on Raptors HQ, where you're finding this pod right now. Um, and uh, I've got a piece going up, um, hopefully by the time this pod comes out, uh, where we're doing, so all the writers on staff, we're all doing player previews, um, and I'm doing Rondé Hollis Jefferson. So I'm trying to wrap that one up and get that one up hopefully for Friday, Thursday or Friday. Um, and then I've got another piece I'm working on, but I won't talk about it yet. I'll talk about it next week. Ooh. Uh, and you can find me on JLon on Twitter at JLon20. You can find us on Twitter at That's a Rap Podcast or That's a Rap Pod, sorry. And make sure to follow us on Raptors HQ because that is our home base. Until next time, boys. That's a wrap. <laughs>